0: Welcome to the Extraordinary Quest podcast with Bogey and Chas. Today is January 26, 2023.
1: Today we are excited to introduce to you a very special guest, Virginia Ray, from Meditation and Mindfulness, The Missing Link. She is a meditation teacher and sound therapist. She is also Yoga Nidra certified and a certified regression therapist. She brings a great deal of experience regarding the topics we cover here at the Extraordinary Quest, so... We are excited to enjoy a conversation with and introduce our listening audience to her. So let's get started. Welcome to the Extraordinary Chris Virginia. Ray. how are you today?
2: I'm doing just fine. Thank you for having me. It's nice to be here. Thank you for how being all
0: here. Thank you for joining us. Yes, We're thank so you. excited to introduce you to our listening family.
1: Thank you so much for coming on our show. So there's so many things to talk about. I don't even know where to get started. Um, you have a lot of credentials, I was going to say, too, in the field that you work in. So it's I, I wouldn't even know where to begin. I started typing earlier, and I was like, I, I don't know if I could remember all of this because you've done so much. So um, I guess what I really want to ask, I guess, is how you got started in the field that you're in and what brought you to, to that point. You
2: know, our journey in life is a very interesting path. And we end up a lot of times doing what we think that we're supposed to be doing or we go into a career that because our parents wanted us to or what we were told to do or this will be successful. Right. And I think with a lot of people, you end up somewhere and you think, how did I get here? And this this doesn't feel like me. And so we end up being unhappy and we can't really figure out why, because we're doing what we were supposed to do rather than what we really wanted to do in our hearts. I think I probably ended up, um, of course, wanting to please my parents and I wanted to make money to have the things that I wanted to have. And so I ended up in a career, have no idea how I ended up in a career, but I ended up in a career. And maybe okay. a year or five years, 10 years into it, started studying things that I enjoyed on the side so that I could have a piece of me in my world. And that's when I started. Um,
1: that's a good way to put it, by the way.
2: Oh, thank you. I started with hypnotherapy. And my husband at the time, who still is my husband, Thought I was crazy that I would be able to do an online class with videotapes and hypnotize people. When you think about that, yeah, kind right. of crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah, a lot of people even now don't really understand what hypnotherapy is. So, right. right.
2: So I had friends that trusted me, and I developed a hypnotherapy practice. The lucky part for me, I felt, was that um, I found someone in the town that I lived in that had had the same training. Okay. So she allowed me to come work with her, and to me, that was like my on-job training. Yeah. Yes, it really didn't go. matter how much money I made, but I had a resource when I went out and, for back of a better word, hung my shingle.
1: Oh, there you go.
2: So it got me to a comfort level that I really was knowledgeable and well-educated in what I was doing. And then I focused, as you mentioned earlier, in regression therapy, because that seemed to be the thing that I was attracted to the most and that I enjoyed doing the most. If you know about hypnotherapy, there's a lot of avenues that you can take. You may have heard of NLP neuro-linguistic programming.
1: I have heard of that. Or
2: um, you've always seen stage hypnotists. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, snap yeah. snap their fingers and you're taking off your shoe like it's a telephone. and all yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been to like shows. like a duck and things like that. And there's ways to work with the, the, the brain to kind of twist it from one way to another.
0: Sure. And okay.
2: I didn't really like that. That's not me. Right. Whereas regression therapy just took you down to a very peaceful place and let you tell me a story. Okay. And when people have issues, it starts somewhere. And in a lot of places, regression therapy started that way because it may be something that happened when you were a teenager. It may be something that happened when you were nine or 10. It may have been something that happened when you were two.
0: Mm -hmm. Right.
2: But if you get someone in a relaxed place and say, when was the first time this happened? And they all of a sudden, you know, are in sandals and a robe and, and on this desert plain somewhere that is nowhere near where we are. You have to go with the client. Okay. And let them tell you that story. And I think that's kind of how regression therapy started.
1: Now, I've heard, you know, different things about regressions. When you go back, say, like into a past life, um, do they become that in person entirely if they're speaking to you as though they are in the past life? It depends. Okay.
2: Sometimes they're the person, sometimes they're seeing it. Observing.
1: Okay. So they'll observe it sometimes rather, okay. so,
2: you know, it's either what are you wearing or how do you see this person? And I'm directed by what they say. Okay. To guide them to the best way possible. So of course, you know, what, 25, 30 years ago, this was not as well accepted as it is now. So there was a lot of, as we talked about earlier, People thinking
1: you're crazy. Oh, that's. I think it comes with the territory. All of this yeah. information yeah. we all talk about. So and yeah. So
2: you know now when people say you're crazy, you're like, all right. Yes, yeah, so I'm on the right track. I've made it. You
1: know, I finally <laughs> I've, I've made, made it. it. So I'm doing yeah. something right. Yeah.
2: Exactly. So from that, I evolved into. A close friend was doing reflexology. So I thought, okay, well, if I can't play with the mind. Perhaps I can help people heal by the feet. Okay. And it was very interesting because, you know, your whole body is represented in your feet.
1: I mentioned this on our last episode.
2: (laughs) We talked about about keeping the feet feet.
1: clean for optimal health. That's what I was thinking I was mentioning.
2: Yes. And so by having pressure points in your feet, you can heal your liver or your gallbladder or stomach issues or headaches or... Congestion in the lungs. And so that, so then I went and got certified in that and did that for a while. Along, so I always kept the regression therapy as my main theme. And then when I started doing the feet, of course, someone else came into my world about aromatherapy. Okay. Because when people don't like aromas, it's offensive to them. You can hit those trigger points in the feet and have the same effect.
1: Oh, oh, okay.
2: Because energetically, it will come in.
1: That's I
2: feel... Oh, mo- no, I can't do that. <laughs> so you can rub their feet with the oils, which isn't that what you hear in the Bible with Christ. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. I kind of felt, too, that as as time goes on, I think it's less... Maybe the knowledge got lost along the way or, or however, but most of us don't know, even know the tricks of our own human bodies. And that's where I feel yeah. like that's where it's interesting when... We we all learning these things, and to learn how the bodies actually work makes sense. How to get them to do things, or why meditation would be so important, and so healing, or say the or like um, what were we talking about? What is it called when you get the pressure points? Acupuncture. 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 Yeah. Why would you if you didn't know there were meridians in the body that you wouldn't maybe know that you could do that? So I think it's um, really important for everybody to know these things just to work yeah. for their own human bodies.
2: And it also leads into EFT, if you've heard of meridian tapping.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: That, that's a, another topic for another day. <laughs> right. Um, I know, we might just have to keep to having the, you yeah. back
1: all the time after we have so yeah. many topics to cover.
2: <laughs> but back to the uh, the regression therapy, one of the things that I was doing as a hypnotherapist was stress management.
0: I saw that in your bio.
2: So that's, really working with relaxing the mind and the body so that you can release stress which also is hypnotherapy because you do a progressive relaxation is starting at the head and going down to the feet or starting at the feet going up to the head relaxing different parts of the body so then you can do that and i thought well this is the same as meditation
0: Right.
2: Okay. And so I had a meditation practice and then I started doing stress management instead of regression therapy.
0: Well, okay. I think the stress management is so important because so many people are so stressed out right now. So I'm sure business is booming because I've I have people still connecting all the time with us and reaching out and saying, you know how do i get out of my own head and it's yeah. these people that are super stressed out and basically they need they need your services it sounds like yes. they need Thank this stress free this
1: i used to hear that
0: stress management meditation it's such a huge thing and i think we it's the kind of thing that we should really teach in school
1: well i've always heard that stress is one of the hardest things on the human body and i didn't realize until i had gone through my spiritual awakening stress is one of the worst things for the human body well now,
2: it's bogey, right? Yes. I get a feeling that you're maybe an A personality.
1: I don't know. I feel like sometimes I'm a just a mix of everything.
2: <laughs> I don't you know, know what for I you. mean by an A personality. I've heard
1: there's a Type A and the Type B. I can't remember which one I always <laughs> fall into though. When you say that, I can't remember.
0: I'm gonna
2: guess oh, yeah. he is Type A.
1: Probably. Let's just say yeah. I am. Yes.
2: And that you may do some multitasking
1: <laughs> i multitask yes quite a bit yeah a lot you know that the
2: brain can only do one thing at a time okay did you know that
1: that makes sense yeah
2: so brain like your computer the brain is either taking in information or giving out information okay right? so it's doing one thing at a time so when you're on your computer and on your phone and watching a monitor and checking to see what's happening out the window. To me, that's multitasking.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes.
2: They all, they all kind of, no one gets a hundred percent. Right. So if somebody is missing at some point in time, so it reduces your productivity. So I'd like to use the example of your brain is like a puppy dog okay. or a baby. Or, um, always wanting your attention.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I can relate no, to that. I have a puppy right now. So yes. When
2: people come to meditation and they say, I can't shut off my brain, you know, cause your brain's always talking to you. So you know that the brain has different parts. You've got the primitive brain, then you've got the limbic brain, and then you've got the new brain right there's those Mm -hmm. three levels of Mm -hmm. the brain so that one in the middle that takes all of your emotions okay and do you know much about brain structure you've got the amygdala and the hippocampus getting a little bit too far no problem that's okay no problem there's one part that's in charge of fight and flight you know about fight and flight yes Mm -hmm. so when you get into a stressful situation You either bite the lions and the tigers and the bears, or you run up the tree to get away from them. Okay. Or you go into the cave and pretend you're dead.
0: Right. And the adrenaline flows. Right.
2: Or freeze. Uh
0: huh. Okay.
2: The other one is flow. So if I just go with the flow, my body doesn't have to do all of that other stuff that comes with
1: stress. Okay.
2: However... Again, that makes a lot of sense. Kind of hope, but...
1: no, no, I that, love that. That makes a lot of sense. I, I was thinking...
2: That's where meditation comes
1: in. Well, I was gonna say too that um, it brought up when I was going over your notes, I was looking at some things from one of your meditations that chat the chast- the meditation that Chas did, which I think was a sleep guided The meditation. Yoga Nidra. Yoga Nidra, yes. Um, that particular one, I was reading the notes, and what it reminded me of uh, was a lesson that I had learned in the very beginning of my spiritual awakening, the first couple of years, which was, you you know, you give your energy to things. You inadvertently, you don't realize that what you're doing a lot of times, you're giving your energy to things, and some of it isn't what you mean to. Um, but it's to give your it's hard to give your full energy source, I think, as a person, to everything you're doing. But you really should give your focus to what you're doing when you're doing things and how important that is to not get off track with um inadvertently giving energy away sometimes to the wrong areas Be- being aware of what you're doing with your energy and how you're doing those things and I thought that's a good I think that meditation probably is a good guidance for not having that get out of control you know because I think that's easy for all of us to do if we aren't paying attention what we're doing with our energy and who we share it with and where we're Giving exchanging it, I guess, in general.
2: That's mindfulness.
1: Okay, <laughs> that well, that answers that question because I was going to ask about mindfulness. What That's you, mindfulness. if you could explain that a do little bit. You know, bit later. Do you
2: know the definition of mindfulness. No, I didn't. Yeah, you were going to actually ask you that. Ready?
1: I wanted to ask you what what that meant to you and what uh, to our listeners yes. what what that actually means.
2: Mindfulness. Mindfulness. Is being aware of what you are doing while you are doing it without judgment. Okay. All right. Think about that. How many things do you do every day on autopilot when you're not even thinking about it? I'll start with brushing your teeth. How often do you brush your teeth and think about your teeth.
1: <laughs> sometimes I do that. I know. I, know, I was going to say. say <laughs> now, that might be one I do sometimes. I'm a pretty
2: particular teeth brethren. So. But, but
1: you're right. If, if there's anything going on that's even distracting you, sometimes you'll even notice that you're focused on that do you rather than sit what you're doing.
2: And eat in silence and think about what you're eating and how it's nourishing your body or where it came from or how many people it took to get that food to your table for you to eat it being from the farmers to the croppers to the truck drivers to the produce companies to the grocery store to the bag handler to get it home to clean it to cook it for you to eat it to be nourished by it to nourish your body so it's how often do you think about breathing
1: right so it's something that really I, i hate to say this but i feel like we could all do this in our lives every day a little more, no Let's matter what, who exercise. you are or where you're from.
0: Try,
2: and exercise. Let's try an exercise. Let's do
0: it. Sure.
1: Let's do it.
2: So sit, dignified. Okay. Now you notice when you sit, you, when I said dignified, you just automatically put, put your shoulders shoulder back. back.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And you can breathe better. Now move your awareness from talking to me to your breath. And simply feel your breath as it moves in and out of your body without controlling it. Let it breathe all by itself. Notice as you breathe in. Be aware you're breathing in. And as you breathe out, aware that you're breathing out. Breath by breath. By breath.
1: Wow. Nice. I was going to say, is there any way you could we could talk to you before every show? Because <laughs> I'm like, I really need you to help me so with my breathing. It's so important. Like, it really is.
2: For like ten seconds, you didn't think about anything but breathing.
0: Right. You weren't multitasking in your brain. Right. Yeah. You know, now, one thing that came to me between the session that I did with you, the yoga nidra session on Tuesday night I absolutely I was able to do a for the listening audience the listening family I was able to um, sit in on one of um, Virginia Ray's uh, yoga nidra at nighttime um, by online and we did it via zoom call and I was able to sit in one of those classes of hers and one thing after that one first thing I noticed was that really does take you into a deep relaxation Um, I've been in deep relaxation like that before but only a few other times it was pretty great but the one thing that came to me after that and it was something that we've talked about on the show is I think it came to me that breathing is actually the simplest form of alchemy that we witness every day that alchemy that you take in oxygen and actually expel a different a carbon dioxide that alchemy that we've it's, talked about is happening every moment that we breathe.
1: I guess it's a form of cre- creation too, or co creation with not inadvertently. It's a miracle. Either. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's it, was, a it was pretty life. incredible. I was like, wow, breathing is alchemy. <laughs> like that came to me <laughs> I mean, after our meditation. So it just shows you how powerful those meditations that's true. can
1: be. So uh, one of the things. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
2: I was just going to say. Um, when I when I got through my first mindfulness class, I would walk outside, and uh, all of a sudden, it hit me that the relationship that we have with the trees and the bushes and the flowers, because they emit oxygen that we breathe, yes, right. and we emit carbon dioxide that they breathe. So that symbiotic relationship. So when we are out in nature, just walking, we feel better. Yeah. Because we are connecting to the earth.
1: I love that. I think that's an understatement. And it's such just in a general. miracle
2: of life.
0: It is, and it's a beautiful relationship when you take the time to... I have a tree, I call it my tree, that is here at my home. It's just out my side door. But if I ever have a moment, you know, and I'll just go to my tree and it helps me ground and you know and I'll put my head on it so I have cried on it and screamed on it and everything and um you know it's given me messages but it's such a um it is a beautiful relationship you're right that is so incredible that you brought that up I love that
1: before my spiritual awakening I was unclear I guess of how everything was living like you know you kind of heard this as well and we've kind of all been told things are living but I didn't really connect to that until I really did, and when I did, I realized that there was so much I didn't know, and how lucky I was to know what I do, but I'm grateful that we have these living things, and I try to respect all living things now, and it brings a respect um, within ourselves, I think, when you do know these things, uh, whether it be a tree or a rock or, you know, whatever it may be, um, and that things are living, and that it has a purpose, and that... I think it's good to, even if you don't understand it, just to know those things and be aware of it. You know about purpose in general. I feel like, or the fact that mm-hmm. um, things are living, or vibrating, and moving, and have a frequency, and it's just interesting. I if think
2: it gives us a whole new outlook on life.
1: Yes. So
2: I
0: was going to ask, because it was funny when we talked to you the first time off air. We, Peggy mentioned his spiritual awakening. You said that made you chuckle. You hadn't heard that in a long time. I thought that was funny. (laughs) You know, I...
2: I said something to my husband after that, too. I said, wow, I haven't heard that in so long. And it was so, in my world, it was so popular, like... 10 15 years ago, so, well, I had my awakening, and
0: I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, it still is popular. I keep people that will reach out to us, and be, and they'll just be having a spiritual awakening, say, in the last year or something like that. Yeah. And I'm, and of course, we, we're we connected, and um, so they are able to, you know, listen to the show, or um, follow us, or talk to me and see what my take on it is, or, or what you know what I've experienced through Bogie's experiences or what our conversations
1: It's strange to me because I don't know how a person can be activated to these things without a spiritual awakening just because that was my experience and so I I was one of these people who were just completely changed from the my spiritual awakening uh, I guess you could say I was more activated to it, and it wasn't...
0: To the information. Yeah,
1: I guess in in a way I kind of feel like I don't give myself enough credit. that Some of these things I was kind of already interested in, I look back and I realize I was, but I wasn't really actively doing anything, and I didn't feel connected. Um, I'd heard of past life regression or, you know, meditation. I do think sometimes meditation gets kind of that stereotype of what kind of, the one thing that we kind of know about, you know, clear your mind and find it, find inner peace and, you know, you a know, peaceful place. And we hear some of those things, but I think that it can be more confusing to... Um,
0: like it's just the general population. Yeah, just the
1: general population as to what, what, is, meditation? what is meditation and are there different types or and different people, purposes. We want
0: to know, like, a lot of people have trouble cle- just clearing their mind. I think with... Yeah. I read my first yoga book, and I've shared this with our audience, but... Um, and it said, meditate, just don't think of anything, you know, and that is hard for a lot of us. Right. Um, so I think that's why things like that you offer these guided meditations, um, are so helpful Yes. to us. Right.
2: And, um, a comment about that is people do get the misconception that meditation is emptying your mind or clearing your mind or getting rid of all of your thoughts it's the brain's job to think right Right. and so you'll never get rid of your thoughts what you want to do is control your thoughts and so have you control your thoughts rather than your thoughts controlling you and an, an example would be um I like to use this in class but you know if I fall and I stub my toe what is the first thing that happens I don't know what happens for you. For me, I look around to see if anybody saw me because I was being clumsy, <laughs> and I don't want to be looked at as clumsy. Then I say, "Oh, did I hurt it? Oh yeah. Oh my gosh, I got a pain there, you know. And all my, what, how's that going to limit me? I'm going to have to um, hobble along, and then I might get gangrene, and then they might have to cut my toe off. And then they, yeah. you know, oh my God, what am I going to do? Then I'm going to be limping around the rest of my. But the brain just goes on this this little thing. All of a sudden, is this huge, gigantic disaster that's happened in your life, and I just stubbed my toe.
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs) Whereas, now that I'm a meditator, I stub my toe, and I just take a deep breath, and I say, okay, what just happened? I'm okay. This is not a disaster. Now I can proceed. So a very sweet, Trick to use in your life is stop. Okay. Right? You spell the word S T O P. First thing you do is you stop. Second thing you do T is take a breath. Nice. That breaks the energy. Then you observe what's happening around me on my toe what's happening inside of me oh my god I'm gonna die yeah yeah,
1: exactly
2: but now you've got the position of is it real or is it just something that happened is it kind is it is it helpful is it where where are these thoughts coming from now I can let them go now I can proceed stop take a breath observe and proceed
1: okay I will say and too every that
2: time, every time you go to a stop sign just stop and take a breath forget about where you're going just stop and all of a sudden you could go whew, now you're all better
1: I think this applies to every person if you have a mind obviously it affects all of us and I think it Collectively, we all have kind of wondered about our own minds. You know, we have it, it's imaginative, it does all these things. And I think just a human nature is to wonder these things. And I think meditation may give us a little clearer way to deal with these things. Or well, have, we've talked you know. about
0: meditation as a healing technique and yeah. we've talked about um, we've suggested, you know, healing, meditating every day. Um, I was curious if you did the yoga nidra every day or if you did that every, just you personally as your practice.
2: Um, no, I don't. Okay. I, uh, I, I do it when I feel like okay. it. Okay. But see, I, I guide it Two to three times a week. Right. So in my own practice, if I'm doing it every day, that gives me like 10 times a week. You know, you (laughs) add it up. That would be great. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I also, for my own personal practice, I like silence. Mm
1: -hmm. Okay.
2: And just getting into that deep space. And I can get there very quickly now because I've been meditating for over 20 years. It's very easy for me to get there. Um I have a very curious mind and it's very hard for me to shut off the curiosity. Oh, like what's happening now? Oh, I wonder what she's going to do next. Oh, I wonder why she did that. You know, and that's my chatter brain. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it took me a long time to get over that to just go with the flow and flow in the river sure. and just let the process take care of itself. And I find yoga nidra is very good at that sound therapy is also very good at that is that the chatter is going on and then all of a sudden it disappears you don't know where it went and then you come back
0: yes okay you know
2: and it's in yoga nidra it's through the guidance yes and sound is through the tones of the balls
1: okay i'm fascinated
2: so they, with they get that. you into that wave
1: i'm fascinated by the balls Chas and I have talked about this a million times, I know, about the bowls, and I think they're quartz the crystal, crystal. healing bowls, yeah. That you yeah. use, um, the crystal bowls, and why, I guess one question, or I guess myth, that I was going to ask um, in this whole uh, conversation was that, do you think that meditation, or maybe there are meditations, that are kind of guided to help with the chakras? I've had people ask oh, me. Oh, absolutely. About, and that that is something to help clear the chakras, or uh, get them to where, like, Get them to properly function at optimal level, or um, maybe there's a certain well, meditation reach chakra.
2: Yeah, clearing the chakras is balancing them and leveling them. Okay. So um, let's just pick the um, solar plexus. Okay. Solar plexus is where you get your power. Now you look at where the solar plexus is. It's right around your navel, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Have you studied the chakras? Yes. yes. Yeah. We know
0: yeah. that. Yes. We yeah. haven't talked about it on um, our on our. We haven't done an episode on it yet, though. So, but we we've yeah. talked about some so of them. Got,
2: what have you got there in your physical body? So your you've stomach. Your, guts, mm-hmm. yeah. your adrenal glands, which is fight and flight. Right. Your kidneys, which is the of elimination, and maybe the bottom part of your stomach. But when you come into your power. And you recognize it, like you said, you had your awakening. You know, I am who I am, right? Right. You can go in a room and you get that gut feeling. Mm-hmm. Is this a good room? Is this not a good room? What's happening here? Should I stay? Should I go? Do I like this person? Is this person going to benefit me? When we're in our power, we listen to that. Absolutely. When we're not, we just go in anyway because that's where we want to go and that's where we're going to go because that's where we feel like going today yeah. that's <laughs> you so know true. but when when that chakra is balanced we listen
0: right okay. and
2: the chakras go from density to lightness right and we go up a spectrum some people will say it's like the rainbow red orange mm-hmm. yellow green blue dark blue purple white Yes. Some other traditions have them different.
0: Right. But okay.
2: I think of the solar practices that that fire in the belly. And if you go to your Ayurvedic medicine, that's where you digest your food. Mm-hmm. But what happens when you digest your food? You're burning calories, which gives you the energy to do your life. So that is the core of your body. So... I think I got got off a little bit. That's okay.
0: No, No, that's wonderful.
2: The crystal bowls, the crystals come from the earth. The Tibetan bowls are made from metal that come from the earth. Okay. Aluminum, lead, uh, gold, silver, copper. There's seven metals that are in the Tibetan bowls. When you listen to the Tibetan bowls, you'll hear a range of sound. that's going to go and balance the part of the body that resonates with that same tone the crystal balls have a specific tone so if you want a harmony you'll play two at the same time so you might want to work on the sacral chakra and the um brow but you have sacral, the solar plexus and the heart kind of at the center and then you work out both ways so, and so you're you're going more dense inwardly. and more light. Okay. But they will work in harmony with each other. So you you just kind of go along those lines, and that's how you balance the chakras.
1: Are the are there specific tones for each chakra that are, would connect to each chakra, or is it? More... Again,
2: you know there. You read different different traditions and how that is. Okay. Uh, the the short answer is yes. Okay. But if one's kind of out of balance, it may be a sharp or a flat. Okay. Or you may be higher up, and so this one's pushed down more. You know, if, if my sacrum is more like sacrum, my solar plexus is more like this, it might be pushing out some of those others that so they can't breathe as well. You know, so you have to balance them okay so the colors and the tones may vary a little bit so when you have like a sound bath you're having different tones so the body will take what it needs Uh,
0: i wondered about those sound baths how those work that makes sense now
2: Well, if you were coming to me for sound therapy i would be using the metal bowls and maybe lay them on your body, and then it vibrates right down into your body, and you're like, Whoa, baby. <laughs> yeah. oh, baby. Wow. Yeah, really nice. But just for a sound bath, they're just played in the room, and the body takes what it wants because you get relaxed.
1: I have realized too with the, the stuff we I've learned that uh, sight and sound is really important on this planet and to the human body, to the planet itself, to all of us. And how much sight and sound really is important. So um, I think it's just something that I think that we should learn as people.
0: To... Well, I wondered, um, and I wanted to bring this up because um, you mentioned the removal of judgment a little bit ago when we were talking about mindfulness. And um, it, it made me go back to our Yoga Nidra class the other night. And um, you were bringing images, and one was a pink rose, and I it was so funny because I it came right in my mind as a bright pink rose and then i immediately had to judge it wait was that the right color pink and then i and then i had to just let it go doesn't matter it was a pink rose (laughs) i i wondered if that was an intentional thing like maybe they don't choose a red rose because everyone's mind would go to a certain color the same color red rose and maybe pink there's this different spectrum of pink so i thought that was interesting and i i observed that and because I remember in the beginning you said just let, um, you know, go with it. Let yourself flow. And yeah. um, I'm pretty good at that. I'm a little bit experienced in that too. So I can get pretty deep pretty quick too. I was um, way down in there totally spiraling <laughs> basically <laughs> and, um, in my bed there. But um, so it was wonderful and beautiful and healing. And I definitely would recommend that to to anyone to try because it does, and at first, um, you know, it is difficult for somebody that's not as um, experienced. It may be a little more difficult to to let that rose fly as that hot pink that I that came into my mind—not a baby pink or whatever—different um, thoughts, you know, come into our head. And like you said, we just have to. Um, it, it is our purpose and to to be the 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 bosses of our brain and not. Um, just a victim of whatever condition or um, circumstance we're in or what have you. So um, I think that 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 removal of judgment, I think it's hard for a lot of us. Just so unintentional. Well,
1: it it's harder than it sounds because we don't realize what we're even doing when we're doing it sometimes, I think.
2: It's a process.
1: Yes. That makes sense. And the,
2: and the other thing that I always... I, one of the things I say, I, I, I try not to say that very often, but meditation is so easy, it's hard.
1: <laughs> that makes yeah, it you know? I mean, right. just to
2: sit there like we did a moment ago, just to sit there with your breath, it's really easy to do that. It's hard to um, take the time to do that That's because... Right. I think as an American society, I don't want to talk about any other country because I live in America, sure. but um, as a society, the more we do, supposedly the, the busier we are, the better. And that's not necessarily true.
1: Right. Yeah, that But sounds... we
2: come up with, well, I've got all this stuff to do and you think, oh, well, they must be really important because they're so busy and it becomes a mindset. Mm-hmm. And so when you sit and listen to your breath, it's like, well, how boring could that
0: be? We're programmed to be busy, aren't we? Yeah.
2: It can be pretty awesome when you get into it and understand the miracle of it.
1: Well, I was going to say that uh, I'm so glad that you are with us today. Thank you so much for coming on our show. Um, I can't say enough about meeting and I'm grateful to meet you, um, such great people who are also working in the healing realms one way or another. So,
0: Absolutely.
1: Offerings include private or group instruction, workshops or classes, including simple, easy, everyday meditation classes, schedule a session, or you too can improve your life one breath at a time. Classes are available virtually and in person. Uh, this has been another extraordinary episode, and although we don't want it to end, if you would like... Uh, to contact Virginia Ray, her website is at, uh, or the site to go to would be mm.themissinglink.
0: It's an email. This oh, I'm is sorry. Email her at link at gmail.com or find her on her Facebook page, Meditation and Mindfulness, The Missing Link. And this has been another extraordinary episode. You can also reach out to us. You can find us at our email, TheExtraordinaryQuest1111 at gmail.com. Also on Instagram at chas underscore quest or bogey underscore quest. Thank you so much for joining us, Virginia Ray. And we look forward to another episode of The Extraordinary Quest. So stay tuned.
1: Until next time.
0: Thanks for listening.